Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Making of Smiling Company. I'm your host, co-host, <laughs> Ashley, and I have to the left of me... I'm Brian. It's episode number 80. No way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's more impressive, that you've done 80 episodes of the show, or that in five, almost five and a half years, you've only done 80 episodes of the show. Well, there have been other doctors who have been highlighted. That's true. And you've kind of taken your foray into many different uh, avenues of, right. of podcasting and, and telling the story. Yes. And, and you know, I work in people's mouths you for like my full-time gig. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, <laughs> I stick needles in people's spines for my full-time gig. And, um, you know, anyways. Hi. Hi. Here. Hi. How are you doing? I actually, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm stressed. I caught a bug. My diet's off. I'm all of the above. But this week has been a rough week for me, mm. physically. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. What does that mean? Well, right now I feel kind of shitty already. Sorry that you have to, um, is this explicit rating? I I don't know. I mean, if you've made it this far, episode 80, you know that I have no filter. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, no, it's, I feel like, well, I honestly feel not so great right now. I have, I feel like my, my head hurts and my neck is hot. So I just took some medicine, but we are committed to the mission, <laughs> committed to bringing this content to you on an every two to 12 week basis. Yeah, somewhere in between. So we were supposed to record last week. And what, what did we do last week? Just oh, you had like, you had a depot. Yeah. So it's your fault. I mean, you just didn't want to start at four o'clock. Like four o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. Well, so that's what we're doing now. But we already had our semi day date. Okay. Okay. So you, so your health has been not fun this week. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, you want to know more about it? Yeah. Cause I just want to talk about, uh, if you guys haven't already gotten a gist for the two of us together, because we are husband and wife, this podcast is going to be about business. It's going to be about startups and it's going to be about all the shit in between. So um, naturally, it's just going to evolve because nobody knows me like Brian knows me. So we're just going to go on tangents because that's what I do best. And Brian knows, uh, ho well, hopefully he knows how to reel in my 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 squirrel tendencies. So, OK, this week. So back to this week. I had a really great case on Monday. I was prepping a a lower arch. We had um yeah, I I had already finished and delivered her upper upper smile. So that was um it was nice seeing her and midway through prep like about an hour into prep I started getting really hot. And which is really weird because in the office, it's always freezing. Ask Colin. We have like personal heaters everywhere. But I was getting really hot and then I was feeling very dizzy. So I, thank goodness, have an, an expanded functions, an EF2. So I had Amy um, finish up with her other patient and I had her pack cord. And um, I just, 
I needed to take a minute. I took some migraine medication, uh, closed my eyes, sat in a room, and um, and I just wasn't feeling well. But we pushed through. We got the lower arch done. And I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe my eyes are just fatigued. And um, I still wasn't feeling well, like even after Excedrin migraine. Normally, if I can catch catch the symptoms early on with one Excedrin migraine pill, I usually start to feel a bit better. And I was not, I was not even remotely close to feeling myself. So I took 800 milligrams of ibuprofen. And then that day was a long day. Thank goodness you picked up the boys because I came home and as soon as I walked in the door, I like, I, re- I said hi to the kids. You were already prepping dinner. Thank you for that. And um, I just had my head down on the couch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, I think the, the interesting thing about kind of the timing of it all was uh, last week, we had a meeting with the leadership for Smile & Co. trying to help plan what oh, the next that's four, few weeks, a uh, few months are going to look like, right? I mean, obviously, we're now in March. Uh, so You call it a meeting. When, it was an intervention. I mean, so for anybody who listens in the distant future, this is March of 2023. Um, the calendar had just changed, and we're currently scheduled to be opening another a second location in approximately four months. Uh, and so we just needed to have a get together to kind of discuss, you know, where things are, um, what the plans are going to be, how we're actually going to be structuring the next four months and the, what the ramp up is going to look like and everything that has to do with kind of, you know, separating uh, the offices, separating your time and building a second location. Um, and so that followed into you know, Sunday, Ash was very excited. She had a big week, a lot of um, big cases scheduled this week. Very excited about it. And then, um, yeah, Monday happens and you come home and you got a really big uh, headache and weren't feeling super great. And we're kind of out of commission for the next 24 hours, honestly. It was so bad, guys. I was throwing up. Like, I was so nauseous. I tried to go to bed at seven because Brian was like you you look like crap go to bed so I went to bed and I couldn't even sleep because I was so nauseous like I felt like um every pregnancy that I've had no I'm not pregnant although if we're uh if if history repeats itself (laughs) now would be about the time (laughs) So, so do you do you not think that there's any correlation between us having a big um, conversation about what's actually necessary to go from here to uh, what we're anticipating the rest of the year looks like, um, and your um, health challenges this week? No. <laughs> no. Care to elaborate? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's let's talk about some of the the things that we were talking about then. Um, let's shout! Let's 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 talk about it. <laughs> so, well, so we were kind of going through, and you know, we were kind of looking at okay, this is the structure of the current office that we have, and these are our our team members, and 
we're going to have two offices in um, not too long of a time and trying to figure out how to, I mean, I guess first step, how to, how to divide the the team members up to be able to, uh, to try to make the most out of it. Right. Um, And then I kind of went on this little tangent because this is how my brain works. I'm like, well, you know, currently you have, um, what, six operatories uh, in your practice uh, operating at five days a week. And, you know, so which gives you roughly 30 operatory days a week to fill. Um, And technically you currently only have 24 of those days filled. Well, I guess that doesn't include your days. That's the that's everybody else in the office, um, and then you have your 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 operatories and your days. Um, but you have this number of people working, and in a not too distant time, you're going to have twice as many operatory days, right? Because you're building an office that's twice as big as the well, first location. Well, we're starting off with five. Yep. Well, so the square overall square footage is twice as big as the current location. Yes. Um, but you're going to have five operatories built out um, when it opens in July. Yes. So, which means you're still going from six operatories to 11 operatories. Right. And and your thought initially... Well, my thought is always, okay, well, I already have a very large team. Um, overhead in California, staff costs, it's, it's a lot. So instead of... And because we're a startup in the second location was to take half of my team and divide and conquer because my my plan for Folsom is going to be one doc at all times and two hygienists, lead, like leading up to two hygienists. And right now we have four assistants, well, minus Colin, so three assistants and two hygienists. So I would just take half the team and then grow steadily. So for the people that are listening that are asking this question in their head, you currently have a successful functioning practice in Folsom. Yes. If you remove half of the team, are you still going to have that same successful functioning practice in Folsom? Yes. So you're going to take away half of the people? Because right now it's, I feel like it's because um, I'm not working like four days. I mean, what, I, I work four days sometimes, but for the most part. Mostly it's two, two and a half. Two and a half. But we're staffed for having two full-time docs there. You're, I mean, you're close, right? I mean, you have two docs that each work. Well, that work five, I have five days. I have the equivalent of one full time doc, one five day doc, one five day doc. Okay, so one doc works three days, one doc works two days. Yeah, and then, and then you work two and a half days. Yeah. So really, you have two. But if I'm taking myself away, so I was going to I was going to stay in Folsom one day a week, and then open the new location and work three days a week. So just going to grow slow and steady. Yeah. So this was how the conversation went. Right. And I mean, I think for, for some reason in your head, you're still concerned that patients are going to show up. 
are not going to show up? Are, well, yeah, if patients are going to show up, so oh, okay. that you're concerned that they will not show up. I mean, always. Um, to either location. Right. Um, and And so that's one of the challenges is that I think I look at this and uh, as somebody who, you know, helps to run a five location, 25 provider practice, um, I'm like, you're massively understaffed. Yeah. But the thing that I don't want to do is hire more people. And what if we don't have the patient flow to support and now we still don't have our systems in order? Like, I don't want to grow to, like, you You do have a very successful five-location practice, but do you agree that there's no systems in your practice? No, uh, and I mean, compared to what we see in the dental world, all of you dentists, you honestly, you guys are amazing. You guys have so many resources. You guys have um, great people to, te- to teach how to do all of this stuff. Um, yeah, compared to what you guys have in the dental world, our practice is a shit show. Compared to medicine? We're doing great. It's, it's just, I mean, it depends on what your what the comparison is, right? Like, I mean, you take the average, we're, you know, exceedingly above average in terms of systems and, and, and et cetera, et cetera, for a medical practice. Um, but that just means, you know, we're, we as physicians are extremely horrible at running practices and businesses. Um, that's a different conversation for a different day. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, I mean, I get it. I get what you're trying to say, but you know, I think you do have to be able to meet the demand. The problem is you don't think about the demand until the demand is already piled up, and I, I banging think, your door down. I think that you have been such my biggest cheerleader. That you think that I'm we're gonna grow so fast, but she did before. And but we were also in network with Delta. And and we're not in network in, with Delta. Anymore. Correct. And but and simultaneously, every single time that you've hired somebody, it's been far too late. Right. I mean, how many times did we have the conversation that the average dental practice, you know, is able to get a new patient in in whatever it is, right? Three days, a week, three weeks, you know, at 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 how many points in your growth, particularly the early phases of the growth. Were, were any of those numbers, you know, realistic? Yeah. They were never, right? I mean, you had a three-month wait list from the very beginning. And, and you know, most people that would have looked at that practice would have said that you needed to hire, you know, exceedingly faster that, than you did because of that. And so, I mean, I think that's, that's where I think the conversation is, is like, I, I get the fear and I understand the concern about where things are going to go. Um, you know, but making appropriate just business planning yes. of being able to you know meet the demand when it's there because you know otherwise the demand is going to go elsewhere if they if you can't meet it right. right. Um, it's not like there's a shortage of dentists in your area. There's but four others in your parking lot. Three others. Three. Three other three others in your parking lot. Right. Like there's no shortage of people that can meet the demand. Um, and so that's all. That's 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 what I'm thinking about. So you think my sickness was related, correlated to the inter- <laughs> said intervention? I, it wasn't an intervention. It was a conversation. Um, I I think that you have historically been somebody who can get very anxious about 
things, uh, which I makes you don't let anybody down. I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want to hire and then realize, oh, crap, we are so not as cool as we thought we were. And I mean, let's face it. When we got out of network with Delta, the people who I thought wouldn't leave, some of them left. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that like. That was a wake up call. Like, I really thought that we would have. I know zero percent attrition is impossible, but. I don't know. It just it makes me nervous. Sure. And we talked about that. Yeah. on the other podcasts. So I don't want to put all my eggs in this basket of over hiring and then needing to let people go. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think the conversation was meant to discuss over hiring. It's just trying to be appropriately hired. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think that if you open another location, it should be open more, most of the days of the week, you know, where I think you're in your head, you're like, Oh, well, we'll open it a couple of days a week or, you know, the days that I'm there, it'll be open and it won't be open the other days. And, you know, it'll go very, very. So what, what do you envision for this? Because you, you think that it should be open right out of the gate. I'm thinking, I'm almost treating this like how many associates will work in their first job and then start tailoring, like cut, adding more days to their startup. That's how I'm considering this. So me still staying in Folsom and then filling two days in full in Roseville until we can get more team members there. Cause I don't think it makes sense to just hire and add capacity if there's no demand for it. I want to see what two days filled looks like because the last thing that an associate wants. So if I'm going to be there, if I'm refusing to work more than four days a week, and if, if one of those days is in Folsom, that means that I'm there three days a week, we're already opening three days right out of the gate. But if you are bringing in an associate, one, the associate no, everybody wants that security of a full schedule. So I even talked to um, one of the docs about this this week. Like, would you be interested in swapping your day here for working a day there? And she just said, well, I need to know that the schedule is full. So. Yeah, well, we just walked the space. Yeah. Which was kind of fun. Very fun. Um, there's a lot of tiling going on right now. There is. Um, so we have bathrooms and walls being tiled. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the that's the the stage of development that Roseville is under right now is the is the tiling phase. Um, for those who are um, not watching on YouTube, or for those that are. Um, not subscribed on YouTube, uh, I will be posting a tour of what the office currently looks like uh, on the YouTube channel. So please make your way over uh, there to be able to see uh, what where it currently looks like and kind of the overall flow. You can definitely have a really good understanding of, um, of what it's going to be looking like with the vision and everything. Um, and so that's gonna, that's, that was, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cool. I'm not a multitasker. I have no idea. So, so since we were talking, okay, well, can we go back to the, these people that I'm supposed to hire? One is a high, um, a hygienist. Yeah. You currently have two hygienists. Right. And you're going to have two locations. With oh, look, it's ele- typing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's weird. With, 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 with 11 chairs between the two locations. So having two hygienists for that is, is not gonna, is not going to be a, um, a very productive use of, of, of those spaces. So yes, I, I think have, having another hygienist makes sense. And another assistant. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that was, that was the discussion that was had. I, I, I don't understand how you guys use assistance. So that's not really my thing to say, but that was the thought process because you only have two and a half assistants right now. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that was, I think that was the, the thought process because two and a half assistants spread out over two locations means that you have roughly one in one location and one and a half in another. Right. Okay, so let's just hire people. Um, okay, so moving on. So what do you want to talk about next? I was listening to a podcast on the way over here, and I have I have two things um, that I think uh, came up that were kind of interesting. Um, one, I think, is really relevant because you are a um, continuing education junkie, uh, and I feel like one of the... One of the biggest challenges for me as your supportive, loving husband uh, is how much you love CE and how much CE you go to. Yeah. Um, because when you go to CE, that means I have the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know. In, Sorry about that. No, I, I mean, in, independently, right? I mean, without, <laughs> without, 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 you know, really another helping hand at, at times and such. And so, um which only gets really challenging, I think, on the weekends when there's like, you know, three different sporting events going on. Right. Um, but you go to a lot of CE. Uh, and uh, I was listening to this podcast and one of the guys was talking and he was like, you know what? One of the best pieces of advice is advice that I could ever give to people is, you know, maybe like even going back to like the first year of college, rather than asking people, what are the cool courses? Asking people who are the best teachers mm-hmm. and then just figuring out how to fit anything that those people teach into um, what you're trying to learn. Right. Um, I think that you've very much done that in the yeah. way that you've done CE, right? Where early on there was like, oh, I want to learn about this. I want to learn about this. And then as you've developed and grown and definitely to where things are now, it's like, I want to learn from this person. Right. I love how they think how they teach, how they um, practice dentistry. And I'm just going to, whatever they teach, or I will find something in what they teach to be, that's going to be interesting to how I want to practice. Yes. You suck today. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for your question or, well, I, oh, I, is that just... I thought I thought the podcast. Oh, well, that, they were talking about that. I mean, it was just like you know, it was like what at the yeah, end of the I podcast. Thought, I thought you were gonna ask me like. No, it was like at the okay. end of the podcast. We're like, well, if you could offer somebody some advice. Stuck today. Told <laughs> <laughs> um, you I have a headache, and we're still recording. But but I mean, I think I mean I don't know. I, that's that's very much how you yeah. are. No, but it, it it took so in the beginning of my dental career. 
I was a resident first and you don't have a lot of money. So you do just take the weekend course or, I mean, not even the weekend course, you take whatever your local dental society provides and you pay $50 or $80 and you get a dinner attached to it. And it wasn't until I started to make more money that I was able to invest because all of these like coins, I mean, it's like 11 grand a, a course. So it's, it's no, it's, it's not a small chunk of change. So yes, no, a hundred percent, like rather than dilly dally and like um, take something from there and something from here and try to merge it into, into your, your career. Like I, I knew pretty much from AACD. Yeah. AACD was like my gateway drug. I wanted, I knew right away that I wanted to do cosmetics and then I met or I listened in on Amanda C and I remember not even being able to get inside her class because it was so full, but I listened from the hallway of the ballroom and, um, and it, it took a lot of savings to, to take her course, but also like Kois, like, so I knew I wanted to learn from Amanda and who is Amanda's mentor, John, John Coyce. And, and she, she is a raving fan of John, as is anyone who's ever listened to him. It is the best money you can spend. And, um, and yeah, I have no regrets. It, it really has changed the way I practice. And if you're listening to this and you're early on in your career, I think some of the biggest things that I would recommend taking is communication, treatment planning, case acceptance. Because even if you go to all these courses and you have zero clue how to really connect with people on an emotional level, I think that's what I do really well. Like I'm not a numbers person. I never have been. I'm not a like spreadsheets and all that. I could care less. I, 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 I do people really well. So when, when I meet a patient for the first time, it's, I connect with them. Like, and not just like the, the fake connection where they make you ask like three questions so that you can find some common ground and that's how you jump into the treatment. But for me, it's, I really do get to know their families and. And it's crazy that like when patients come in, like yesterday, they bring two dozen donuts just because, I mean, we get gifts all the time from our, our patients. So it's a very different feeling. And um, so, yeah, learn, learn the, the art of emotional intelligence, um, effective communication, active listening. Um, yeah. That was a rabbit hole too. <laughs> you hundred percent didn't answer the question that I was asking. What was the question? You never I, got to a freaking no, question. I, I, so what I said was I was waiting. The the topic. Yes. Versus the person. Like I'm, I think at this point, I'm so confused. If 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 John Coyce yes decided to teach a class on. Who gives a crap? Anything that is nothing that you ever thought you wanted to learn, you would take it. 
Because I believe in John Coyce. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's 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 the point. Okay. So was, where is the question? Well, the, uh, the it was the, what I said was the advice, which is what I was asking you to comment on, was to find who are the best teachers and just figure out whatever they teach that you're interested in rather than what are the best courses, what are the topics that I need to learn. And I was asking for a commentary on that. Oh, see, that was so muddled in ambiguity. No, it's your head. No, it is so, this is, did you guys listen to, can you replay this entire last 10 minutes? They just listened to it. Yeah, no, I, and if you're just as confused as me, it is, um, this is how we talk to each other, guys. So what else is going on? I was listening to a podcast uh, right before we recorded, and it was about a um, this um, this hygienist became a um, she got her like PhD in communication, and she talked about um, how important communication and one-on-one meetings is for the team. I think we all can agree how important that is, but even though I know how important it is to check in, ask me when I've done one-on-one meetings or how many quarterly reviews or yearly reviews I've ever done. Never. Like, yeah. Which is crazy because you are an empath. I, I think it's because I am an empath, but at my core, I will... Avoid confrontation at all costs. So the idea of having a one-on-one is probably just as intimidating intimidating for me as it is for the person I'm having the one-on-one with. See, I think I'm exactly the opposite. What do you mean? Like I, I don't I don't think that I even notice that I'm giving people direct feedback and because you don't give direct feedback. Um, or 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 having no you're you are um naturally confrontational so but you are also not good at giving direct feedback which is weird like you can be aggressive in your mannerisms and your tone but at the same time ambiguous in what you're trying to say all right final final thoughts the the very last podcast that i was listening to since now we're gonna just uh kind of (laughs) peel peel from other podcasts uh some topic ideas they were talking about rest and how um how rest is a, a challenging thing in in a world particularly in american society that is uh obsessed with busyness Mm -hmm. um and 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 I think the you know the way that they really talked about it was you know obviously you know vacations you know particularly for us three kids and anybody in that situation is not restful. Um, <laughs> your side of the vacation sometimes is restful, um, but generally. No, so me listening to you guys bicker is not rest. Well, normally you're like over on the side reading a book while I'm trying to figure out how to keep your kids from killing each other or somebody else. Um, <laughs> But obviously, you know, vacation's not necessarily restful. Um, you know, TV or something along those lines is just a distraction, right? It's not actually rest. It's not like it like reinvigorates you to sit and watch TV. It just 
It does mean. No, it doesn't. I it love just, TV so I know much. you do, but it just, all it does is just distracts you and takes your mind off of whatever you're thinking about. That's it's not my actually, coping mechanism. It's, it's, you it, drink wine, I, I Netflix and chill. I, I, but what I'm saying is it's not, that's not actually rest. No, it's not. It's distraction. So what do you do for rest? What is your rest? Where is your rest? That's a good question. Where is my rest? Where is my rest? I don't know. When you went to that last course in Scottsdale, I think you were in the spa for like... One day. The entirety of the trip that you weren't in class. <laughs> Every time, I, I talked to you for like three minutes for the five days you were gone. And you were like... <laughs> it was either I'm in class or I'm in the spa. Um, okay, that's an exaggeration. Okay, I did go to the spa. I, I did go to the spa my first day of the course for like two hours. And that was rest. Because you guys were not there. <laughs> it was so nice. It was so nice. They had a private pool just for the people with a spa pass. And it was so quiet. And I revived my Kindle. I haven't turned on my Kindle since pre-kids. And it, the thing still works. Like, good job, Amazon. Um, and I, I, I mean, I joke about this a lot because everybody thinks that I'm super like high energy extroverted. I think that now that, um, I've gotten older, I'm getting older, I'm becoming more introverted. And I have really loved like my alone time, like with just my Kindle eating at a restaurant for dinner by myself. Like that was so nice. I don't think I've ever done that. No, because all of my courses, like um, John Coyce, they go from freaking seven in the morning until 6 p.m. at night. By the time you're out, you're so mentally exhausted because you just drank from a fire hose that you just have to lie down. And that does not feel like rest. It feels like rinse, repeat. And that's for like a full week. So this was um, the course that I went to was in Scottsdale. And I made it a point to stay at the Fairmont um, because I did want it to feel more like a vacation for me because you're right. It's, I don't get a lot of rest. And um, I, I, I get more white space. Like, I don't think white space equals rest. So my white space in the morning is after I shower and the kids are downstairs um, fighting the frying and <laughs> I'm just getting ready for my day. And um, my white space is either silent so I can be with my thoughts or listening to audiobooks or podcasts. But in terms of rest, rest, I think the last um, that Fairmont um, trip was was really rejuvenating. And I did meet, oh, okay, let's go on this tangent. I met with a, uh, okay, okay, maybe I did lie. I did go to the spa the second day. Not the spa spa, but like the hot tub spa. And I brought my Kindle and my whole plan was I was going to stick to myself and read. But this smoking hot woman comes in. She's, I mean, she's in her 50s. No, she's got to be in her 40s. 
She's in her 40s, super hot. Like you can tell things were bought. <clears throat> and I, I mean, shoot, she looked amazing. And she got in and I'm just like listening to her and her husband talk. And he just happened to say, gosh, if I have to talk to one more doctor again, just shoot me. And apparently there was a conference, a physician conference. So naturally, those I overhear people, those this. people are the worst. Those people, those fucking doctors, the real doctors. Um, I, I overhear, right, because there's not too many people in the spa anymore. And I strike up a conversation. And this guy, guys, you always break the chair. This guy, he is... Um, He's a dermatologist. He bought this um, practice in, in, in Oregon. And it was a dying practice, he said. And then he grew it from that dying practice to now five derm practices. And he's building a 20,000 or 15,000 square foot derm facility that's opening this this year. So that'll be practice number six. And he was just talking to me about all the things that we talk about as, as business owners. And the parallels were just so shocking. And he's like, yeah, there's a reason why dermatologists are known as the skin dentists. And his brother is a dentist. So he knows firsthand how like running the practice and how hard it is to find XYZ employees and overhead. And um, and I was asking him about like his setup now because he's he he says he takes home at least a few mil a year. And um, and now I was asking him about his rest, like like what do you guys do? Because he was there with his gorgeous wife. And he said that he makes it a point to take his wife on a weekend trip every six weeks because that is what he needs to rest. And so they have four kids. Yeah, his smoking hot wife has four kids. Um, I asked her if they were surrogacy and she um, was very flattered by that, but she's like so hot. Um, so every six weeks they just pick a new city they fly to they they spend ridiculous amounts of money on five diamond resorts and luxurious trips and just three days sometimes four days he says and and he's ready to rock but he said too because i asked him like when did you get to that point where you could just really feel like you could eliminate yourself from your practices because he he said that the hardest part was jumping from one practice to two. And he was quickly getting overwhelmed. And so by that time, he had already decided like, okay, I don't want to do X, Y, Z. So now I'm just going to hire. Like, so he took people who weren't even in Derm, like business people. And he said, okay, grow this. And now he says he doesn't deal with any of the day-to-day -day stuff, like at all. Like he has people on top of people on top of people. So all he does are the, the procedures that he loves and then everything else is taken care of, which is like, I mean, if, if that doesn't sound like the dream to you and like 
taking a few mil home as your salary a year. Should have been a dermatologist. Um, I think you guys have uh, a just fine path <laughs> yeah. within yeah. this dentistry thing. Why don't you uh, come over to my world where everyone's know, in pain? You can stick a needle in someone's spine, and so we'll give you a few hundred bucks to you know come millimeters away from the spinal cord. Yeah, that See? sounds awful. I'm just saying. I don't even like to give blocks. <laughs> but but anyway, so with yeah. what he said, yeah, full circle back to our beginning conversation. Yeah. People yeah. to fill the holes. Just saying. Yeah. So what would be a, I mean, what, obviously I would want to um, dive deep into this more, but I would want to know what the, the numerical benchmarks are where the business can support hiring a C-level type employee to run the day-to-day. -day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's, you know, I, I don't know the world of dentistry and what right. a, you know, what a, that type of a person who can run a, you know, multiple, you know, $2 million practices actually costs. Um, I think we're far from that though. But, you know, I mean, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the dental world because for better or worse, a lot of dentistry is either, multi-multi-location or single location and yeah. there's not a lot of two to five yeah. location at least percentage wise yeah so anywho you know what i think we should do sign us out uh yeah sign us out but after we sign out <laughs> um i'm gonna uh i think we should record a, like a disclaimer that we're gonna put on the front end of this and just say Guys, this was like a really rough conversation. This is our, our marriage life. Like, this is just a real conversation. Like, I'm tired. You're tired. Hey, Ashley, why don't you sign us out? I okay. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Making of Smiley Co. If you have made it this far, we just love you. <laughs> you are like our fam, and I'm sending you so much love. I know this this conversation was rough. And sometimes, like, the last thing I want to do is talk about the fucking business. Like, and I think that's honestly, if, if that's the real reason why we haven't recorded, it's because this, the mental game of talking to patients, talking to team members, trying to grow from one to two, it is so exhausting that the last thing I want to do is rehash the same shit that I haven't like been able to sleep for like I don't know the past five and a half years so and that's the god honest truth like it's hard it's hard to relive all of this stuff and you know there are times where it's just gonna be a fucking shitty day it's gonna be a shitty conversation and I appreciate that you guys are listening to this um, because if you have had a shitty week, if you've had like shitty health stuff happening and you're stressed out and you just don't want to talk about it, I am your people. So message me and we can just not talk about it together. <laughs> and you're officially getting your explicit rating now. Yeah.
Adios, people. People. All right, fam. Talk to you soon.